It feels like we're all being told to go on this diet, take that supplement. Ozempic will give you depression, but you know what'll cure that? Weed. Or you could try to balance your hormones. At Science Versus, we're like, what the f*** is going on? Forget the crap online and listen to Science Versus. Just the facts. Oh, and a bunch of stupid jokes. What is a ghost's favorite fruit? Booberries. That's Science VS. New season out on Spotify soon. Today is Sunday, January 19th, 2020. On this day in 1919, gangster Arnold Rothstein held a high-stakes dice game in a New York City apartment. Authorities interrupted the game and, in the ensuing chaos, three policemen were grazed with gunfire and Rothstein was charged with the shooting. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a ParCast original. Today we're covering a police raid of gambler and mob figure Arnold Rothstein's high-stakes craps game. Let's go back to the afternoon of January 19, 1919, outside Rothstein's apartment building, moments before the game was interrupted. A couple of cars pulled up along 57th Street. Eight men piled out, overcoats wrapped tight against the bitterly cold air. Inspector Dominic Henry looked up at the building. On the outside, it seemed like just another unassuming apartment complex. But if their tip was good, four floors up, they would find one of the richest men in New York City flaunting his ability to get away with anything, even illegal gambling. The detective strode through the lobby, ignoring the protestations of the concierge. They would only have the element of surprise for a few precious minutes before word of their arrival reached Arnold Rothstein. The men filed into the fourth floor hallway. As they approached the apartment, the sound of voices started to filter through. Confident voices, assured they were safe from the outside world. Detective John McLaughlin approached the door and knocked hard. The door slid open a crack secured by a chain. The man who stood there asked who it was, but Detective McLaughlin wasn't going to play this game. He shouted, open up there. In response, the door exploded. Three muffled gunshots came from within the room and the varnished wood splintered in front of the detectives. McLaughlin recoiled with a cry. The policemen unholstered their weapons and surged forward. The eight detectives forced their way through the door and fanned out inside the room. McLaughlin announced that they were police. A craps table dominated the apartment. Surrounding it were 19 men. Cigar smoke and the smell of gunpowder hung heavily in the air. One of the detectives demanded, where's Rothstein? But the man who had organized the game was nowhere to be found. After the excitement had simmered down, the detectives had a chance to survey the damage. The gunfire had hit three of the detectives through the door, McLaughlin in the shoulder, John G. Walsh in the right arm, and Dick Oliver's sleeve had been torn by a bullet, singeing his skin. 
the police seized $5,000 in evidence and three sets of loaded dice. The 19 gamblers were pulled out into a paddy wagon outside. All of them professed ignorance to Rothstein's whereabouts. One detail seemed odd to Inspector Henry. None of the men they arrested in the hotel room, including professional boxer and Rothstein's sometime bodyguard, Abraham Attell, had weapons in their hands when the police broke through the door. Which meant the man who shot the policeman was most likely the one man who was missing, Arnold Rothstein himself. A bystander flagged down the detectives. He saw a man hiding on a second-story fire escape. Moments later, the detectives found Rothstein exactly where the man had described. He seemed surprisingly unfazed by the whole affair, asking if the injured detectives were all right. Rothstein was taken in alongside the other gamblers. The officers didn't care about the 19 other men. Rothstein was the real catch. All they would need to do is prove he was the shooter. Up next, Arnold Rothstein is tried for assaulting three detectives. Now back to the story. On January 19, 1919, eight police detectives raided a craps game on West 57th Street, supposedly run by Arnold Rothstein. When the police demanded entry, someone fired three shots through the door, injuring three detectives. Rothstein and 19 gamblers were taken into custody. Unfazed by the arrest, Rothstein offered to have his limousine drive two of the injured detectives to the hospital. The police took him up on his offer as the paddy wagon took Rothstein's associates to jail. Bail for each gambler was set at $1,000. This was not a problem for the wealthy Rothstein, who paid all 20 grand with a stack of gold certificates. A grand jury was called to determine if Rothstein was the one who fired at the officers. District Attorney Edward Swan told reporters, we want everyone present at the raid to tell the grand jury who shot the detectives. We want to know what happened after the detectives were shot. They were taken to a hospital. You gentlemen know whose car took them there, I suppose. It was, of course, Rothstein who had offered his vehicle to transport the injured detectives. Almost six months after the January raid on the craps game, charges were dismissed for everyone involved except Rothstein. He was charged with gambling, two counts of felonious assault, as well as possession of a concealed weapon. But none of the players were willing to testify against the smartest racketeer in New York. Without any witnesses, the case had to be dismissed. Known as The Brain, Arnold Rothstein would go down in history as one of the first titans of organized crime in America. He mentored kingpins Meyer Lansky, Lucky Luciano, and Frank Costello, among others. The event he's most known for would happen only a few months after the craps game raid. Following the 1919 World Series, eight members of the Chicago White Sox were accused of intentionally throwing the World Series to benefit a gambling outfit run by Rothstein. He was called to testify about the gambling scheme before a grand jury. 
Rothstein claimed, under oath, that the men who were fixing the World Series did offer him a stake in the action, but in his version of the story, he turned them down outright. No evidence tying Rothstein to the fix was ever definitively proven. Like many of his contemporaries, Rothstein was never convicted of a crime. He would face justice from the underworld before the law could ever catch up to him. On November 4, 1928, he went in for a meeting at Manhattan's Park Central Hotel. During the meeting, he was shot and subsequently taken to the hospital. Rothstein was mortally wounded. At the hospital, the police asked who shot him. He reportedly said, you stick to your trade, I'll stick to mine. He died on November 6th at the age of 46. His killer was never caught. And within 10 years, his wealth had completely dried up. Without Rothstein's mind to sustain it, his business collapsed. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. To hear more about Arnold Rothstein's mysterious death, check out the episodes of ParCast original Unsolved Murders, which dive deeper into the case. Today in True Crime is a ParCast original. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other ParCast originals for free on Spotify. Not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite ParCast originals, like Today in True Crime, for free from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker. To stream Today in True Crime on Spotify, just open the app and type Today in True Crime in the search bar. At ParCast, we're grateful for you, our listeners. You allow us to do what we love. Let us know how we're doing. Reach out on Facebook and Instagram at ParCast and Twitter at ParCast Network. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime was created by Max Cutler and is a ParCast Studios original. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Andy Waits, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, Isabella Way, and Joel Stein. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Robert Teamstra, with writing assistance by Abigail Cannon. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Thank you.